0: You're about to listen to the audio-only version of my hit series, Debunked. That's right, there is video. And it is awesome video. But here's the thing. It's only viewable on The Daily Wire. So if you enjoy this episode, you need to head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Gain access to both seasons of Debunked plus so much more. Because again, the video is way better than the audio. And the audio is awesome. Use promo code DEBUNK for 20% off. Profiling, surveillance, data harvesting. There are a lot of things not to like about the tech giants. But what can you actually do about it when you rely on so many of their products? We don't all have $44 billion to go buying up social media platforms like Elon Musk. The good news is you don't need to be a billionaire to take a stand. For less than 7 bucks per month, you can join me and fight back against big tech by using ExpressVPN. How do you think those big tech companies make all their cash anyway? Well, they track your searches, video history, everything you click on, and then they sell your personal data. ExpressVPN helps you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address, a unique identifier that every device has. It allows big tech to match your activity back to you. That's why I use ExpressVPN on all my devices to make it much more difficult for them to exploit my data for their own profits. The best part is how easy it is to use the ExpressVPN app. I tap one button on my phone or computer, it is turned on. That's all it takes to keep people out of my business. If you don't like big tech tracking you and selling your personal data for profit, it's time to fight back today. Visit expressvpn.com slash debunked right now. Get three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash debunked, expressvpn.com slash debunked. Your gas price, way too high. Thanks, Joe. Well, there's something you can do to bring that gas price down at least a little bit. You can download that free Upside app. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Upside. Download the app for free. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your very first tank. You can earn cash back at grocery stores, restaurants, and with takeout, too. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download that free upside app, use promo code Shapiro, get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your very first tank. Use my promo code Shapiro right now. That is code Shapiro. Again, you're spending way too much on gas. Last time I went to the gas station, it was upward of hundred bucks to fill the tank. You don't need that. Instead, you should lower the price if you can by using that free upside app. Use promo code Shapiro, get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your very first tank. Cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-card for Amazon and other brands. Get that free upside app today. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You'll excuse the fact that I'm out of breath, but about 10 or 15 minutes ago, a tragic thing, from all indications, at this point, has happened in the city of Dallas. There have been books, films, plays, and podcasts about it. It's the single most debated event in American history. Who shot JFK? Everyone alive on November 22, 1963, remembers where they were when they heard that John F. Kennedy had been shot. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, two o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. The 46-year-old 35th President of the United States was just two years into his term when he visited Dallas, Texas to attempt to mend relations between warring factions of the Texas Democratic Party. He was supposed to head from Dallas Love Field to Dallas Market Center for a political event in an open-top limousine for a motorcade that would demonstrate his political support. The pathway through Dallas would lead through Dealey Plaza. The motorcade would include a white Ford carrying members of law enforcement, a 1961 Lincoln Continental convertible carrying driver agent Bill Greer, special agent in charge Roy Kellerman, Texas Governor John Connolly, Connolly's wife Nellie, President Kennedy, and Jackie. The third car contained a number of agents and aides. JFK's limo entered Dealey Plaza at 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. The car made the turn from Houston Street onto Elm, passing the Texas Book Depository. By calculations, it was moving just 11 miles an hour. At that point, three shots were fired from an open window on the sixth floor of the depository by Lee Harvey Oswald. The first shot missed entirely, bouncing off the pavement. The second shot entered JFK's upper back, bounced into his neck, and exited his throat just beneath the larynx. He grabbed for his neck, or appeared to because the actual physical response is called Thorburn's position. Jackie reached around him. The same bullet then bounced forward and hit Governor Connolly in the back. It blew away some of his right fifth rib and then exited his chest. The bullet then bounced into his arm and shattered his right radius bone, then bounced into his leg, where it embedded. The third shot from Oswald hit JFK in the back of the head and fragmented through his skull. Jackie began climbing onto the back of the car, perhaps to pick up a piece of JFK's skull. Governor Connolly and his wife later reported Jackie saying, They've killed my husband. I have his brains in my hand. After the assassination, Oswald went missing at the depository. Police broadcast his description on the radio, and he was spotted by a police officer, J.D. Tippett, who called him over. The officer got out of his car, upon which Oswald shot the police officer four times, killing him. Oswald ducked into a theater without paying, and the theater's ticket clerk called the police. The police. Oswald was arrested inside the theater. He was charged with two murders. These people have given me a hearing without legal representation or anything. I didn't shoot anybody, no sir. That Sunday, two days after the assassination, as Oswald was being taken from city jail to county lockup, he was shot dead by Dallas nightclub owner Jack Ruby live on national television. Ruby said that he had done it thanks to his loyalty to JFK. The assassination of JFK has spawned an enormous number of conspiracy theories. Many rely on patently false information. Others are completely speculative. More life was given to these conspiracy theories thanks to a report from the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations in 1979, which found that JFK might have been killed as the result of a conspiracy, rejecting the findings of the so-called Warren Commission. That committee report relied on bad acoustical data in the main. They used a tape that suggested that more shots had been fired than just the three that Oswald fired. It actually was the echo of the shot that was appearing on the acoustical data. Nonetheless, today, only a small minority of Americans believe that Oswald acted alone. Was there more than one assassin firing in Dealey Plaza? On Tuesday night, we will ask whether, regardless of the actual number of gunmen, there was a conspiracy leading to the president's murder. Let's begin with the most easily debunked claim. There are a lot of folks who believe that there was another shooter on the so-called Grassy Knoll and that Kennedy was actually shot from the front, from the Grassy Knoll. That's not true. The shots that hit Kennedy and Connolly were fired from behind, from the Texas Book Depository. Police found the rifle belonging to Oswald, an Italian Carcano M91-38 bolt-action rifle, on the sixth floor of the depository. The rifle was present in prior photos of Oswald. He bought the rifle in March. Physical evidence, palm print, and coat fibers matched Oswald bullets recovered at the scene matched Oswald's gun. The assassination was famously captured by Abraham Zapruder. The film became the most famous film in American history. It lasted 26.6 seconds and was silent. Later, the film would feature in Oliver Stone's extraordinarily dishonest propaganda piece, JFK, particularly the famous back and to the left scene, in which attorney Jim Garrison insists there must have been a shooter in front of the limousine because JFK's headshot throws him back and to the left. Totally inconsistent with a shot from the depository. Again, back and, forth, to the left. back and to the left. Physics explains just why JFK's head snapped in this direction. First, for a split second, JFK's head actually does launch forward. After the bullet exits JFK's head, his head snaps back This is due to the so-called recoil effect, as explained by Dr. Nicholas Nally, the senior research scientist at IMSG, Inc. Author Gerald Posner says, quote, It's almost a jet effect. As that propels out his head, it has much more force than the force of the bullet moving in, and it shoots him in the opposite direction. It shoots out to the right, front, and left, violently. Then there is the question of the so-called magic bullet, the bullet that struck JFK and then traveled through Governor Connolly. In 2004, the Discovery Channel aired an episode of Unsolved History in which they attempted to duplicate the shot. And they found that the bullet traveled precisely the same path suggested by the single bullet theory. What about the theory that Oswald could not have shot JFK because it would have taken an extraordinary feat of marksmanship to get off three shots in the amount of time allotted for it? Well, first of all, Oswald joined the Marines and qualified as a sharpshooter with a rifle range score of 212, In 1959, when he was nearly done with the Marines, he still shot a 191 and qualified as a marksman. That meant he could hit a 10-inch target, 8 times out of 10, from 200 yards away. He was actually just 88 yards from JFK when he shot him. This was, to put it bluntly, a very, very easy kill shot for Lee Harvey Oswald. If you've ever been to Dealey Plaza and you've actually mapped out the distance, it looks like they are right next to each other. Any theory that exonerates Oswald is nonsense. Oswald clearly fired the killer shots. He had all the motive in the world for doing so. Oswald never knew his father. His mother was apparently a raging narcissist. He was dragged around 21 different homes in his first 17 years of life. According to author Gerald Posner, Oswald punched and tried to stab his mother, even though he slept in her bed until he was almost 11. He threatened his brother and sister-in-law with a knife. He was sent at 13 for a psychiatric examination. He became interested in Marxism as a teenager, joined the Marines at 17, and was court-martialed and found guilty twice. He apparently had a breakdown while serving in the Marines, weeping and firing shots into the night while on guard duty. Oswald decided he would defect to the Soviet Union. He went to the country on a tourist visa. But it turns out he was even useless to the Soviets. He got married to a woman a Marina Prasakova in the Soviet Union, but he became disenchanted with the Soviet way of life. And so in 1962, he came back to the United States with his wife and daughter. He was a wife-beater and a friendless loner. Upon returning to the United States, he then tried to assassinate a general named Edwin Walker. Well, the police from the city came in to investigate a rifle shot that was fired into the house, fired through the west window, and hit the cell and hit the wall across the room and went through the wall over the desk at which I was sitting. He created something called the Fair Play for Cuba Committee, which had only himself as a member, and talked openly about hijacking a plane and forcing it to land in Cuba. In September 1963, he traveled to Mexico City, tried to get a visa to enter Cuba, all while brandishing a revolver. He was too crazy even for the Cubans and the Soviets. They rejected his entry attempt. One officer in the Foreign Intelligence Division of the KGB who interviewed Oswald said, quote, We decided we could not take Oswald seriously. His nervousness, his rambling, and even nonsensical speech at times, his avoidance of answering specific questions, and the shifts from strong agitation to depression gave us reason to believe that his mental state was unstable or that, at the very least, he suffered from a serious nervous disorder. Oswald went back to Texas, where a neighbor secured him a job at the Texas Book Depository. The rest was history. One of the going theories about the JFK assassination is that JFK was assassinated by the mafia thanks to their anger at Bobby Kennedy for going after the mob, after the mob worked so hard to get JFK elected in 1960. The connective thread here is the murder of Oswald by Jack Ruby, who did indeed have mob ties because he was the owner of a strip club. To a lot of people, the idea that Lee Harvey Oswald was then assassinated makes it look like there was some giant cover-up. After all, that's a really weird thing. A man shoots the president of the United States and a couple of days later, he himself is shot dead live on national television. Suspicious, for sure. It turns out that in life, Most things that are suspicious, you can chalk them up to the fact that people are incompetent and stupid. And this was true of the people who were transferring Lee Harvey Oswald from city lockup to county lockup. Ruby was himself a somewhat deranged person. He wanted to be a hero. He was convinced he would be forestalling an anti-Jewish backlash by killing Oswald, even though Oswald wasn't Jewish. He was distraught over JFK's killing. There was only one real conspiracy theory involved in the killing of JFK. The conspiracy by those surrounding JFK to turn his death into more than an assassination at the hands of a deranged communist. No less a source than Jackie O said as much. She later lamented, quote, he didn't even have the satisfaction of being killed for civil rights. It had to be some silly little communist. The death of JFK served as the predicate for the entire rage of the 1960s. There was this myth that had been built up around JFK. His administration was Camelot. He was a brand new young president who was going to transition America into the future. And now everything had been ruined by a brutal, racist, horrible America that had to be overthrown in every aspect. The hope of the future had been shot dead, and the only way to remake America was to break all the things. It's quite clear at the time that the entire media was completely uninterested in the identity of Lee Harvey Oswald or in the ideology of Lee Harvey Oswald. Again, the JFK administration was not interested in the anti-communist fight nearly as much as they were in other domestic American fights for good or ill. And LBJ certainly was not interested in rekindling a conflagration with regard to the Soviet Union. LBJ was much more interested in the JFK assassination becoming a talking point in favor of quashing political opposition than he was in actually tracking down the ideology that led to Lee Harvey Oswald murdering the president of the United States. Anytime time there's a tragedy in American life, there's a segment of the American media that will immediately attempt to blame this tragedy on prevailing views that they simply don't like. And this is what happened in the aftermath of JFK's assassination. There was an attempt to say that America, broadly writ, was responsible for the murder of JFK, when in reality, Oswald shot JFK. He did it alone. But the myth that JFK, a handsome young president, the king of Camelot, had died thanks to America's grave sins, lived on. And it metastasized for an entire generation. Who took out JFK's murder not on the communists who had committed it, but on the country at large. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Debunked. If you become a member today, you can stay up to speed on new episodes and view the entire first season available right now. And again, this show is way better visually than it is even on audio. Go to dailyware.com subscribe, use promo code debunked for twenty percent off.